That's our topic, our true fellowship. First John 1 to 3. I'll read it again. Verse 1, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. So the Apostle John and the Apostles are talking about Jesus Christ, who is from the beginning, which, of course, they have heard and listened to every word that they have said. They have seen him, they have looked upon him, and he's called the word of life. And that life, according to verse 2, was manifested. That life appeared to them, it said. And it continues, verse 2, And we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. Wow, what a great experience. That eternal life with the Father who is from the beginning appeared to them and now they're bearing witness of Him. He's talking, they're talking about Him, everything that they've experienced with Him. And verse 3 is our main verse. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus. Now, according to that verse, the apostles are telling the people everything that they have encountered with Jesus Christ, everything that they've heard from Him, everything that they've seen uh, about Him, they've seen on Him. They're telling it for one specific purpose. What's the purpose in verse 3? It says there, that you also may have fellowship with us. He's telling them about Jesus Christ. He's telling the people, and, he's, and they've written it down now for all of us, so that all of us will have fellowship with them. And what is their fellowship? Verse 3 says there, Truly our fellowship is with the Father, and with his son, Jesus Christ. So, it's very clear from the scriptures that the word fellowship is not having coffee or tea with a fellow believer. Okay? That's not fellowship. It's not meeting after church and having sandwiches together and talk about spiritual things. No, that's not fellowship says here they're talking about Jesus, they're declaring things about him so that we will have fellowship with God himself. Wow. So we can have fellowship with the Father and the Son. And the literal meaning of the Greek word for fellowship, koinonia, is... A technical term for a business partner or associate. So the word koinonia is not a religious term. I want you to get that at the very beginning. It's the word that should have been translated partnership. Partnership. It's the word used for business. So... It's fellowship is talking about kingdom business. 
All right. It's becoming God's partner in his work. The Amplified Version of the Bible expounds it that way. I will read it in the Amplified. Verse 3, what we have seen and ourselves heard, we are also telling you so that you too may realize and enjoy fellowship as partners and partakers with us. And this fellowship that we have, which is a distinguishing mark of Christians, is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. So it says there, this has been written down for all of us right now. The testimony of the apostles about Jesus Christ. That we may realize and enjoy fellowship with God as partners and partakers with God the Father and the Son. Okay? So... It says there, it is a distinguishing mark of the Christian. It's what Christians today can have. This partnership with God, okay? We can have partnership and we can walk in it. That's what true fellowship is. This is an honor and a privilege given to the children of God. It's not given to anyone else. So, the way the word fellowship is used in the Bible means working together with God as a partner and a partaker, okay? Of what? Of kingdom business. That means, now that means you, Betaria, and you, Nigel, you are a partner in God's business on the earth. Amen? And... He made you to dominate. Remember, God gave us dominion. And you are to part, you are not only a partner of the business of God, kingdom business, you are to be a partaker of its profits. Amen. You whatever assets that the kingdom of God has belongs to all of us. Why? Because we are partners and we are going to pro and we're going to have profits. Whatever profits in the kingdom of God, that also belongs to us. Amen. And those profits are the are, are is what the Bible calls we're going to bear fruit. Amen. We're gonna bear fruit. And kingdom business is, is none other else than the ministry that we're talking about. Every ministry should be kingdom business. Amen? Because we are called just to partner with God. Every ministry is God's ministry. There's no such thing as my own ministry. It's all God's ministry. It's all God's business. And we are called, hallelujah, to partner with God and to be a partaker of the prophets of the kingdom. Hallelujah. So this is good news. No? And it says in verse 4, And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. So this was written to all of us, okay? Not only to the first century church, but to all Christians from, 
for every generation, for every generation, no? uh, it was written for us so that we may enter into this partnership with God that the apostles themselves experienced with Jesus Christ. Amen? So we have this opportunity. And as we enter into that partnership, that true fellowship with God, the result of that, we will have fullness of joy. Amen? Fullness of joy. It is a joy to serve God when you're doing kingdom business, when you're doing it as a partner of God, not apart from God, not doing it for God, but doing it with God as a partner and partaker. Amen? So that's a big difference. And I believe for those who are easily burned out in the ministry, they're not doing it in true fellowship okay because <clears throat> the greater load of the ministry is carried by jesus himself amen and we are just to join him can you imagine he leads and we follow that's what ministry is he leads we follow we don't make our own plans amen he has already a plan for the whole world. He has a plan of redemption for every person. He has a plan of salvation for every nation. And all he asks us, of us is to have this unbroken fellowship with him. Amen? Partnership with him. So, uh, look at verse 5. I will read it. Okay? Amen. I wonder how many fellowship today that is called fellowship that are true fellowships. Okay. Now, look at verse 5. This is the message which we have heard from him and declared to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. So, there, I'll put it together. From verses 1 and 4, they're saying, we're telling all of this to you. We're bearing witness of Jesus Christ so that you can be a partaker. And now there is a specific message he gave us. That's what the apostles are saying. He gave us this message, and we're going now to give you the same message. And if you get this message, any Christian who gets this message, he's going to become full partner with God. Amen? Full partner. So, actually, if there is a uh, sound effects in the Bible, okay, you can hear now a long trumpet blast and some drum roll, you know, and saying, and they're saying, and this is the message. Dun, da, da, dun, you know? Listen, this is the message. And what is the message? God is light. And in him is no darkness at 
all. No darkness. Not a tiny itsy bitsy uh, bit of darkness. Not cancer. Not accident. Trying to teach someone a lesson. So it's so important. You cannot fellowship with God. You cannot work with God. For example, to get a divine healing for someone when you're thinking at the back of your head that healing is not for everyone. When you cannot work with God when you're thinking that God has given this sickness to humble a person, to teach someone something. All sickness is darkness. There is no light in sickness. Amen? All of it is darkness. So what we're seeing here in verses 1 to 5 is all talking about working with God. Okay? Working with God as partners on the earth. Now look at verse 6. Verse 6, if we say that we have fellowship with him or partnership, if we say we are a business partner with God and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Okay? So, to work with God, we need to walk in the light. Amen? That's what the apostles are saying. To really have this fellowship with God, we need to walk in the light. So, it's so obvious here, we, the apostles, or the apostle John specifically, is not talking about relationship. Okay? Because... A Christian can have relationship with God and still walk in a little darkness. Am I correct? Okay. Yet, if a Christian walks in darkness, okay, God still loves him, but he will not be able to partner with God. Amen. No partnership. He can join ministries if he like, okay? He can join ministries. He can have lots of ministries. No title under his name or before his name, whatever. But if that person is still walking in darkness, he cannot work with God. Why? Because that is the message. God is light. In him is no darkness at all. Amen. So this is really, amen, this is really a call to us to take our dominion first of all I want to connect it now to our previous uh, studies. This is really a call to us to take our dominion in prayer. 
Okay. I believe the first ministry is our ministry in the heavenlies. Where we take our seat every day. Amen. Take our seat with Jesus Christ, according to Ephesians 1. If you've been praying that prayer, you've been taking your seat, okay? Because I said that to us, no? We should pray that prayer every day, Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1. That's the first thing we should do. If we want to partner with God today, there is so much evil in the world. We've been talking about that before this session. There's so much evil in the world, but God is still light. Darkness can never overcome, can never overcome light. Light overcomes darkness. The key in overcoming evil in the world is to walk in the light, to walk in the light. Now, let me ask you something, okay, before we go on. In this pandemic, is this pandemic right now where we are locked down most of the time, is this a hindrance from partnering with God today? Okay. Because I'm hearing some, you know, I'm hearing some Christians, oh, I, how I wish the lockdown is over. We can do so much and everything, you know, we can, we can evangelize, we can go out into the streets. Now, the obvious answer, we all know that, okay, the obvious answer in our hearts is, of course not. This pandemic is not a hindrance. For one thing, 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. 2 Corinthians 4.18 so everything that is now happening, we are experiencing, we are seeing, they are all subject to change. They're bound to change. This is not permanent. Amen? That's one thing. And the other thing is, according to this verse, the eternal things of God, the things which are not seen, are eternal. That means the eternal things of God is still continues forever. Amen? It continues forever. God's work is never hindered by anything that's happening in the world. He continues his work. Amen? He continues, he continues behind the scenes even if people don't see it. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not working. That's why it's called the walk of faith. Faith does not see it in the natural. Faith sees things in the spiritual. And God is still at his throne working today, waiting for Christians to partner with him. Amen? To partner with him. So... Because this work of God continues every day, we are called to unbroken communion and unbroken fellowship with God. Okay? This communion with God, this 
fellowship, partnering with God, must continue to happen to each one of us regardless of situations or hindrances that the enemy is trying to do in the world. For example, remember the Ephesians 1 again, the prayer? We are asked to pray every day, Lord, grant us a spirit of wisdom and revelation to know you. And in prayer, if you're communing every day with God and asking him that he will give you revelations and wisdom no, in the knowledge of God, in his work, God can actually every day download to you revelations and wisdom so that when you see situations, when you see your community, when you see your nation or nations, you will know what to pray for. You will know the heart of God, what he wants to accomplish, and then you're able to pray it with all authority in the name of Jesus Christ, and whatever God wants to happen still happens. Amen? So he's waiting for partners. Amen? Partners. So let's not forget the first ministry we have is the ministry in the heavenlies to which we are called. Let's take our seat at the right hand of the throne of God every day, far above every principality and power and rule. In that place, the devil cannot touch you. In that place, if you take your seat every morning, amen, and stay there every morning, hallelujah, not get out, not get out of your, uh, get out of your communion with God, amen, not get out of the word of God, not, not disobey him willfully, guess what? You'll, the devil cannot touch you. Why? You are far above every principality, power, and rule. Amen? Every principality, power, and rule. We cannot be afraid of the darkness if we want to conquer darkness today. And the only safest place to be is to be seated together with Christ in the heavenly places, listening to him every day, communing with him in prayer. Amen. Communing with him in the word of God so that we will know what to say, what to do every day. Amen. So that God's will will be accomplished. Amen. Little by little, every day will go a long way. You don't need something spectacular every day. Just a simple instruction, seated together with Christ, praying it, obeying the word, will do, a, will do much damage to the kingdom of God. Amen? It will do much damage. Now, look at the secret. Look at the secret of David, Psalm 27. I was reminded of David. 
I love his character, David, <laughs> Psalm 27. Okay. Psalm 27. Look at David. This is his confession. Verse 1. The Lord is my light. Remember, God is light. And now, he say, he is my personal light. Hallelujah. Wow. He has come to that place of unbroken fellowship. Amen. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Why? He's in the secret place of the Most High. Amen. He's far above. Far above. His enemies together with God. Now look at verse 4. This is so intriguing about him. He says there, one thing. How many things? One. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord, hallelujah, and to inquire in his temple. So if that can happen with an Old Testament saint, amen, who is not born again, surely it can happen to a New Testament saint where the presence and the glory of God resides within the body of the believer. And it says here, that's the only thing he wants. He wants to be in the presence of God. He wants to hear him. He wants to see him. Hallelujah. And that's what's important to him. All the days of his life. No wonder. No wonder he became a successful king. No wonder. Amen. The intimacy we have with the Father and the Son is what will make us powerful on the earth right now. Powerful. Because you will hear him. And whatever he says to you, you will do it. Amen? Amen. So, so important. Whatever we, uh, whatever we are faced right now, every day, whatever, whether small, a small thing or a big thing, whatever circumstance we have, it's important to go in that secret place of the Most High. Start inquiring of the Lord. Ask, amen. Ask, Lord. Do, uh, never presume anything from God. Never assume that what you have learned, for example, last month is the answer. No. What he's doing every day is depositing. Depositing wisdom and revelation every day so that at the right time, he can pull up, amen? He can pull up the proper and the right accurate word for the situation, amen? There is always an accurate, specific word for every situation. Remember Jesus, when he went to heal, 
Amen. When he went to heal the multitudes or individuals, he never, he never healed the same way, ever. Never. You will not find him repeating what he did yesterday. Why? Because he would he is always with open communication with the Father. He's always inquiring him, what about now? What, will, what shall I do now? Remember when he, when he overturned the tables in the temple? Did you know in that passage that he was there the day before? He was there the day before and he was silent and he did not do anything. Why? Because he did not hear anything. There was no instructions. But the next day he heard. That's the time he overturned. Amen. So that's the secret. Now look at Amos 3.3. 3. These are familiar, but it's all about working with God. We're applying it. We want to be in partnership with God. We don't want to do our own thing. Amen. We don't want to do our own thing. Gone are the days of self-made ministries. Amen. Gone are those days. We are in the awakening. God is giving. God is waking up his church through this pandemic. We need to wake up now. Gone are those days. Gone are the days of, prog of man-made programs. Gone. In Jesus' name, I declare that gone. We're not going back there anymore. With or without the lockdown. No more. No, no more man-made programs. Now, I'm trying to find Amos. <laughs> Amos, here. Amos, chapter 3, verse 3, it says, Can two walk together? Remember, walking in the light. Can two walk together? Unless they are agreed. Amen. That speaks a lot. That means you cannot walk with God if you do not agree with this word. Hallelujah. If you do not agree with this word, forget about it. It would just be your own ministry. Amen. But I'm not talking about you in front of me right now. Amen. <laughs> it's, this is for all of us. Hallelujah. Amen. It is a good reminder. Let's not uh, make up own plans. God has a plan. Hallelujah. And it's the best plan. It's the only plan for each one of us. Amen. So we need to agree with him. And in order to agree with God, we need to hear him. We need to abide in his word. And we need to abide in prayer. That is so, so important. Hallelujah. In order to walk in the light. Okay? Now, uh, look at 2 Corinthians 3.18. This is a uh, sort of counterpart of Psalm 27, okay, where David says, I want to behold him and inquire of him. 
This is how we behold him today. This is how we behold him in prayer in the word. Psalm, uh, Psalm 2 Corinthians 3.18. But I will read it in the Amplified because it is, uh, it's well amplified there. Okay? It says there, And all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continued to behold, that's the word, we continue to behold in the word of God as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. Fantastic. Where do you now behold the glory of the Lord? It says in the Amplified, when you behold him in the word of God. When you see him in the word. When you hear him in the word, when the Holy Spirit begins to speak to you as you pray, as you meditate on the word of God, and the Spirit makes the word of God come alive in you and he makes you understand and he brings revelation and understanding. That kind of encounter with the word of God. It says there, we behold the glory of the Lord in the word of God. And we are constantly being transfigured into his very own image in ever-increasing splendor from one degree of glory to another. From, from this, for this, uh, from this, the Lord, who is the Spirit. Who is the Spirit. For everything, says here, this is from the Lord who is the Spirit. Amen. So we are never alone in our walk with God. We have the Comforter. We have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, as we now spend time, quality time in the presence of God, meditating on the Word, listening in our hearts, the Holy Spirit will now make us see Jesus. That's why it's a mirror. It says here, the Bible is a mirror. When you see Jesus for who he is, you become like him. You're changed from one level of glory to another. Amen. So walking in the light has something to do with the word of God, if you notice that. Has something, has, the word of God has a major, major role in walking in the light. Amen. And I'll, I'll just show you it, some verses, okay, to show you the connection, okay? To show you the connection. We'll start in Genesis 1. This is very familiar. Genesis 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 3. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. In Hebrew, he said, light be, and light was. That's in Hebrew. Okay? So, I'll ask you something. What is this light? Remember, God is light. What is this light? Because the sunlight did not come until day four. This is day one. There was no sun, 
there was no moon, there were no stars. What is this light that came into being? This is light energy. This is the light of God's glory. Amen? This is the light of God's glory. When he said it, the glory came. Amen? That's why you have verses like Psalm 19 verse 1. The heavens declare the glory of God. Where did it come from? When God spoke, remember? And now where do we behold the glory? Amen? In the word of God. Amen? If somebody will tell you these are just doctrines, like I said in the conference before, junk it. These are not just doctrines. This is God speaking to his people. The word of God is God speaking to his people and he is still revealing his things and he's still declaring his glory by the word of God. Light be. God is light. Amen? Now look at Look at Psalm 119, verse 130. Look at the connection again. Psalm 119, 130. It says there, the entrance of your words gives light. That's the word again. The entrance of your words gives light. What gives light to us? The words of God. And what is this light? Light energy. The light of his glory. Okay? The light of his glory. As. So, as our spirit receives the word of God, is fed by the word of God, because the word of God is spiritual food, as we are fed with the word of God every day, light comes to us, comes to our spirit man. Amen? Comes to our spirit man. We need to hear from God first. We need to receive the word he's giving to us every day of our lives. Every day. That's why... Matthew 4, 4 says, Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of my mouth. That is every day. He meant to speak to us every day. And he meant for us to hear him every day. Isn't that a fantastic life? If we really believe it? Because we cannot walk in the light when we don't receive the light of his word. Are you getting it? We've got to receive the light of his word, agree with God, then we can walk in the light. Amen? Amen? And there's nothing more for me, huh? I, I know also for you, nothing more satisfying than to hear God himself. There's nothing... I don't think there's nothing more, more, more greater joy, more greater peace, amen? None. None on this earth until we 
hear him until that word enters into our spirit and it gives light amen and you know when light has entered you whatever bad thing you were thinking is already gone whatever bad situation you're going through is nothing compared what he said to you nothing compared to the word of god amen that's how you know you have received light everything every darkness flee you now see things in a different way you see your nation in a different light you see your community in a different light you see your church in a different light you see your family in a different light you see yourself in a different light amen and you're re-energized it's like you it's like you get born again over and over and over again it's like the first time you heard the word of salvation and you came alive. That kind of entrance. Amen. That kind of entrance. We got to have that again. So that light can shine in a dark place. Hallelujah. So light can shine through this pandemic. Hallelujah. So that when we pray, that whatever is hindering our prayers to be answered in the heavenlies, whatever slab of marble that is, amen, can be penetrated, cut in half, broken, destroyed. And the light of the glory of God will flood, will flood our families, will flood our lives, hallelujah. But it's so important that we do not ourselves walk in darkness and the key the key there is walking in the word of god agreeing with god hallelujah amen having this intimate moment with god day by day there is no shortcut hallelujah there's no shortcut and it's wonderful because you're with god you cannot partner with god apart from god You cannot do his works. Jesus said, anyone who believes in me, the works that I do, he shall do also even greater. Wow. Greater works. Can you imagine? Intimacy, folks. Intimacy with the Father, with the Son. Bearing fruit. Intimacy that leads to true fellowship then you bear fruit for eternity hallelujah god doesn't forget god doesn't forget amen hallelujah that's what i love people forget but not god now look at i hope you're being blessed by this no look at look look at look look at look 11 34. Hallelujah. This is good word. I hope everybody will get to listen to it. Luke 11. Because we need God's partners. Hallelujah. Luke 11, 34. The lamp of the body is the eye. What's the lamp of the body? The eye. 
Therefore, when your eye is good, your whole body is full of light. That's the word again. But when your eye is bad, your body is full of darkness. In the King James, it will shed some light. Therefore, when your eye is single, it says there, when your eye is single, your whole body will be full of light. When your eye is fixed on Jesus and fixed on his word, it's fixed on it. Your spirit man, your inward man will be full of light. Hallelujah. Amen. It will be full of light. Praise God. Now, I want to connect this with another verse. This, this is important. John 6, 63. Don't forget that. So it's so important that our eye is looking always to the word of God. I must say, no, I will interject. Now I will interject it. It is not enough to quote scripture. Because it says there, your eye is the gateway that receives the light. And the light comes from the word. So your eye must always be reading the word. Amen? Even if you already know the verse. I'll show you another verse later, okay? But I, I want to interject that. Because the eye is the gateway to the spirit. Something must enter the eyes first. Amen? So, not memory. Memory is already inside the mind, all right? But the eye needs to look at something. It needs to look at the word every day. So the entrance of his light will come to the spirit man and will be full of light. Now, we will tie into John 6, 63, okay? I hope that's clear. John 6, 63. I'm saying that no this is no condemnation okay this is not this is no con condemnation no shame this is family we're all family here if you're a christian you're my brother you're my sister you would think that through this pandemic more and more christians will now read the word of god correct because we have more time yeah yeah but you'll be surprised Still, there are still Christians who are not in the habit of spending time with God and reading the Word. Still not. And if that is the case and their eyes are focused on someone else or somewhere else or something else, then what is inside? It won't be light. It, won't, it will be darkness darkness amen and you cannot work with god when there is darkness amen 
So I'm just saying that because I'm in the habit of asking people. I guess because I'm a pastor, I can ask, you know. I'm in the habit. So are you reading the word, you know? Are you? And then they was, ah, you know. So now I know what's inside of them, okay? So, so that's easy. Now John 6, 63. This is Jesus. He said, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. That's so, that is so, so revealing. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So it's so obvious. Jesus is saying our flesh cannot live without spirit life our flesh our bodies flesh because flesh cannot produce life it has to receive light life amen it has to receive life and what brings life jesus said his words his words they are spirit and they are life. So his word doesn't only bring light, it brings life. Without the words, our the whole personality of man cannot survive. Cannot. Because flesh cannot produce life. We need to receive light. We need to receive life. We need it. Amen? And... The spirit, your spirit, once fed with the word of God, will receive life. And once it receives life, it will now produce life in your entire body, in your entire system. Amen? Now, what Jesus is saying here is nothing new. God the Father has already told the prophets in the Old Testament. Okay, and I will read it, no? Maybe I'll, I'll read it here. And it's also very telling, okay, Proverbs 4. This is so important. This is so important. How I wish every Christian knew about this. We would have, we would have more overcomers than victims. Okay, Proverbs 4. It says here, Proverbs 4. I hope you're there. Now, Look at it with your own eyes. Okay, it says here, My son, give attention to my words. Again, words. His words, remember? His words are spirit and they are life. His words brings life and light. Now, it says there, because that is, that is the truth, now God is saying, now you must give attention to my words. Okay? Give, give it your single focus. Okay? It says there, incline your ear to my sayings. So the gateway of the word are the ears. You need to constantly hear the word. And if you cannot hear a preacher, you are your own preacher. You can read the word of God to yourself. Amen? 
And you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised when you read the word of God to yourself. There are going to be ramas and revelation like, like nothing else. No, It will just flow. It says here, incline your ear to my saying. Look at verse 21. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Again, do not let them depart. That means you need to read always, every day, the Word of God, even if it's familiar. It's, it's like this. The Bible says the Word of God is spiritual food to our hearts. It's spiritual food to our spirits. Now, the natural food, okay, the natural, look at the natural food. If you do not eat the food, you will not get nourished. So, for example, a memory of a potato can never nourish you. You may remember how it tastes. You may remember how it looks. Amen. You may remember uh, how, uh, how it looks, how it tastes. But if it's just in your memory, your body will not get nourished. Same with the Word of God. It's spiritual food. It needs to go through the ear gate and through the eye gate. It needs to enter so there will be full of light. Amen? So there will be life inside. That's why I said quoting verses is not enough. Knowing the word of God is not enough. Feeding on the word of God is what is asked of us. We've got to feed on it. Deliberately, consciously, setting aside time for it until you hear from God. Hallelujah. Can you imagine of a day when you have unbroken communion? and unbroken fellowship with God. Wow, what a day. Where you hear Him every day and you know what to do every day. Fantastic. And you don't need to know tomorrow. You just need to know today. Hallelujah. Sometimes Christians are so absorbed with the past, either of the past, or they're absorbed with the future. But they're not absorbed with today. God is asking for today. Hallelujah. Today, we can have victory. Hallelujah. Today, we can hear God clearly. Today, we can obey Him. Today, we can encounter Him. Today, we can have, we can have light coming into our spirits. Hallelujah. And have revelation understanding. And by tomorrow, can you know, by, by tonight, we can walk with God. And, and you do it over and over and over again until you don't recognize yourself anymore. Hallelujah. And then you're doing mighty exploits for God. And, and you'll be wondering why blessings upon blessings and blessings are coming on you. It says in Psalms 5.12, no? I just remember that. I want to look at it with my eyes. I, we're not finished yet with the psalm. We'll go back. But I want, I'm just reminded of it. Psalm 5.12, okay? Psalm 5.12. 
Hallelujah. It says there, For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. It did not say, For you, O Lord, might bless the righteous. Or you, O Lord, uh, is thinking to bless the righteous. No. It says there, For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. Where are the righteous? Hallelujah. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, 2 Corinthians 5.21. And he asked us to walk in righteousness because we are the righteousness. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. Wow. With favor, you will surround him as with a shield. Wow. Wherever you go, wherever you are, you have favor before God and favor before man. Hallelujah. Sometimes... People will be kind to you who, are, who, are, uh, who doesn't even like you. And they don't know why they're kind to you. Sometimes they will give to you a favor and they don't know why. But you know why. Because you believe his word. Because you agree with it. Because you walk in it. You know that he will bless you. You know that with favor he will surround you as with a shield. Why? Because there's this unbroken communion, unbroken fellowship with God. That is possible. We are called to that place. Amen? We are called to that place where whatever spiritual age you are, we are all called to that place. We are the new creation. We are supposed to have undivided, unbroken fellowship and communion with god the father so we'll just end with the proverbs 4 no i did not finish but this is so good and this is where a lot of christians miss it, it says here once again my son give attention to my words incline your ear to my sayings do not let them depart from your eyes keep them in the midst of your heart hallelujah how will it get deposited in your heart? When you daily hear the word and see the word. It will get deposited in your heart. And you know what happens? Because there's life and light there. Look at verse 22. For they are life. Hallelujah. For they are life to those who find them. That's good news to Victoria. When you're surrounded by death, there is life. There's life coming from Almighty God. And He can deposit it right inside your heart so that we can partner with Him and we can bring life to our surroundings. Amen? I can bring life to my nation. You can bring life to your nation or to any nation in prayer we can fly to any nation god wants hallelujah and we can make a difference through prayer in that nation if god says pray for japan this is what i want amen even if you're not there it's going to happen hallelujah because you obeyed amen so even if i'm not there in australia not there in Victoria. When I hear a word from God, I can pray it and it will happen. Same way with you, with the Philippines. Hallelujah, wherever. So, 
says here, for they are life to those who find them. Amen. Life conquers death. Healing conquers sickness. Amen. Victory conquers failures. And it says there, the words of God, they are health to all their flesh. You know that word health? It can be translated in Hebrew, medicine. The word of God is medicine from the top of our head down to our toes. Amen? But the secret is feed on the word or else there won't, there won't be life. There won't be light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I just want to Give that today, amen, the importance of the word of God, to fellowship with God, amen, so we can partner with him. And I want to say to you, there has been a, uh, since we're talking about partnering with God, no, there has been a uh, misconception of ministry. No, the, the traditional view of ministry is, when they say, oh, I'm called to the ministry, the immediate response of a Christian is, well, I will um, um, get out of my job, my secular job. That's a, that's a traditional view. Get out of my secular job and go to the church and minister there. Well, I have news for you because if we're all called to the church, Nobody is left in the world. And not everybody is called to the fivefold ministry. None. Only five, or five to 10% or 5% of the body of Christ is called to the fivefold ministry. All the rest, the 90% of this glorious bride of Christ are meant to do something in the world. And whatever God tells you to do, that's your ministry. That's kingdom business. Don't look at it as secular. That's Western point of view. Amen. The Bible is not written in Western point of view. It's written in Israel. <laughs> Hallelujah. Has an Asian point of view where everything is integrated. Nothing is separate from God. God is at the center of everything. God is the center of family. God is the center of government. God is the center of economy. God is the center of business. God is the center of education. He is Lord of all. Amen? So since we're going to partner with God, we must take away the, those False teaching, those are also darkness. It is preventing the body of Christ to rise up right now. Because they think they need to go to church to minister. No, we are the church and we need to go out into the world and minister. Amen. That's where we're needed. And the first ministry is the ministry in the heavenlies. If you do not know how to pray, you will never know how to minister to a person. Now, 
If you do not, I'll say it again. If a Christian do not know how to pray, he will never know how to minister to a person. No, no way. Amen. So since this is boot camp, amen, this is training, this is equipping us, hallelujah. And you know, the word equip, what it really means in Ephesians 4, to equip means to realign. We've got to realign ourselves to the ways of God, to the will of God, to the word of God. It's time. It's our time. Hallelujah. This is our time. If, uh, if people are, if Christians are discouraged, they're looking at the wrong thing. If people are depressed, Christians are depressed, they're looking and seeing the wrong thing. We need to behold him in his word, in prayer. Hallelujah. So I hope you're blessed. Amen. This is uh, something that will equip all of us so we can partner with God powerfully in this day and age.